Hi, Gauri here. We've collected the best insights from the first 20 Knowledge Base Ninjas episodes into a clear and concise ebook. Simply send a blank email to ninja at bcast.email. That's ninja at bcast.email and it will be sent right back to you. Thank you. Welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Where Gauri Ram Kumar of Document 360 finds the best SaaS self-service knowledge bases in the world and then interviews their creators. Let's get started with today's episode. Good day everyone. Our guest today is Alan Duquet, technical writer at Proposify, a tool that helps you write and design stunning proposal documents. collaborate with team members and keep track of new business you pitch so welcome alan to knowledge base ninjas podcast how are you doing today i'm doing great thanks for having me fantastic so let's get started with our questions now so uh, just to get everything into context please explain uh, yourself a bit more alan and of course your nature of business uh, um, in a bit more uh, uh, easy words <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's great so i'm the uh i'm the technical writer here so i tend to write the knowledge base articles as well as the release notes and uh and have more of an educational role as well within the uh, within the organization uh i try to make all of my stuff a little bit funny and quirky as much as it annoys uh, some of the other people around but uh it's definitely uh come through i've had some experience writing uh and drawing comics so i do tend to bring an illustrative style to a lot of my work as well fantastic so how did you get initially into documentation uh well i started out at the support team here at proposify and uh they've uh, i moved up from there so uh, we had some save replies that often had long bits of text with an image that uh was only related to half the text and we found that a lot of the people were just skimming to the image and then asking follow up questions that were already in the main paragraph so i started breaking those down into more of an illustrative guide so multiple screenshots so short sentences in between uh and they found that my work was uh resolving conversations a lot faster uh so i was moved into the knowledge base because of that and certainly not because of my uh customer support skills they were uh described uh, favorably as concise and less favorably as abrupt fantastic that's that's really good to know um so what do you ca- what can you describe as your documentation process and uh, you did explain um slightly the different teams you might get involved uh, yeah can you help us understand a bit more sure so i have about f- i have five stages uh in the process so the first is the outline uh when a new feature is just getting started i interview the product and the developer team to get as much documentation that they've written as i can and that way i can avoid asking a whole bunch of redundant questions i can just look it up from there uh once i have all of that stuff i then write i go through the knowledge base and i find everything that this new feature may affect and then i set i mark things for patches or rewrites or if i have to write something new then i mark that i submit that to back to the product and the dev team to make sure that this is what they're looking for uh and then 
After that, I moved to the draft stage. From drafting, I just write, patch, get everything done. Uh, tends to be the shortest amount of work. And then after that, it's submitted for review. And I get all of the feedback from the developers and the product team. The developers, I look for technical accuracy to make sure I'm not giving out any explicit lines. And for the product team, I'm making sure that the workflow that I'm specifying is exactly what they're thinking as well. Uh, after that, then it goes to the uh, preparation stage. So this is usually around the time when it starts, when the feature is reaching staging. I replace all of the screenshots from the, from the onboarding docs straight into, uh, from the staging and uh, make sure that everything looks perfect. And then uh, after that is the final step, which is publishing and just making sure that everything is following up great and that it all matches. Fantastic. Well, that's, that's a, a very, very structured uh, way of getting good documentation. So that all clearly shows how important, uh, how much of importance you give to documentation. So what, what are you, according to you, what do you think are the important factors uh, that you would consider when creating documentation for your SaaS business? Well, I think the first thing that uh, comes to mind is that no one actually wants to read what I'm writing. Uh, if they are reading it, then that means that they're, they have a problem that they've come across and they're pressed for time. They have a deadline and they just need to get the thing done. So what I, so the major factor that I come into uh, when writing an article is setting up the ways that the user can easily navigate to find the answer that they're looking for. I start at the beginning with the table of contents. I finish at the end with a related reading if they didn't find what they're looking for. And I make sure that everything that uh, is in between there is very skimmable uh, including uh, lots of very uh, illustrative approaches to that. Great. Nice. It's a, it's a very good way of measuring <laughs> the documentation as well. So when it comes to your customer service or success strategy, what, what role do you think your documentation plays? Oh, well, that role is... Uh, it is uh, pretty broad. So it is a point of reference and support for people uh, who are users of our product, as well as uh, for our sales team uh, when, they're when they're prospecting, making sure that our use are, when our workflow will match with the prospect, as well as when, if right now with our dev release cycle, sometimes our developers and product teams will spend months working on a particular feature and then they'll move to another portion of the product. This means that they have to get, they have to brush up on exactly how that currently works, what the pain points are and how they can improve upon it. Uh, in our support team, they are incredibly experienced and great people, but they, uh, but our app is pretty big and has a lot of features in it. So sometimes they need help with uh, getting back up to speed on a particular feature in order to answer a question. Super. Um, so I'm sure you might be able to give me a good answer for this question because so far what you've given me is very promising. So what kind of reduction in workload have you seen since introducing quality documentation? I would say the last time I measured uh, was that I saved each support team member about two weeks of work within 90 days. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's, so, uh, so that... Mm. It was around 88 hours saved for each operator uh, based off of just... Uh, uh, automatic redirects from our from our software uh, to the knowledge base. All right. To be really honest, Alan, many of my uh, uh, 
presenters in the past you might also see from the podcasts i've done have struggled to give a direct answer to this uh, question and it's that nature of the uh, profile as well isn't it you can't uh, take credit for uh, having a good documentation because you can't measure directly but what you've said is like bang on <laughs> 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 uh yeah it's it's really hard to it's really hard to measure uh quality as well or to see exactly where your impact is just because a lot of the people who are reading my documents aren't necessarily the customers but also just people within the organization who I'm not really thinking about. Yes, fantastic. So, how do you measure the quality of your documentation? Of course, your previous answer kind of answers this partially but uh, do you have a level of measurement um, to say yes this is this is good uh, and you need further improvements for certain articles or categories uh, i've tried uh, this is very it's kind of difficult uh, we have a measurement at, we have a like a csat score at the bottom of every article just saying is this useful yes no um, if And uh, if you say no, then it opens up a support uh, chat box where you can reach out to one of our support team and uh, get the answer that you're looking for. Um, I found that that's not a particularly useful measurement because if you get the answer that you want, uh, you're not going to scroll to the bottom and click yes. Typically, you're just going to go back to work. Our sales, uh, the salespeople who are using our software are on a time crunch and they have uh, and they're kind of they're focused on the task at hand. Uh, so. Uh, when I find all of the no's, uh, for one, the goal is not to be discouraged, uh, but the second is to treat, try to find patterns in it. Are they asking the same question? Uh, are they asking a question that's already in the document? And if they are, then why aren't they getting that answer? From there, then I have to tailor and either rewrite the topic itself, add new, uh, add new topics, or uh, just start from scratch. Uh, and also, I'm constantly asking for just as brutal feedback as I can get from our dev and engineering teams or in our project teams. Uh, as uh, the more brutal that they get, the better that I can improve. Uh, and I'm always disappointed when I see, uh, yeah, that looks great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fantastic. So just out of curiosity, how many years have you been do, uh, writing documents? Of, uh, have you been in this uh, profession? Uh, I've been in this profession specifically for two years, uh, but I found the more that I looked at it that I've been kind of on and off on the instructional side of things for at least 10. Um, usually I was training or setting processes for other places. Uh, and then even when I was doing comics, I was doing a lot of storytelling based work, which is just mainly just, uh, yeah, telling like piece by piece by piece how to get from point A to point B. It's just that those people weren't real. Yeah, I think uh, all those experiences, what this kind of shaping um, is, is helping you now, I guess, isn't it? Absolutely. Great, great. So I'm sure you must be generating some organic search traffic from, from your knowledge base. So are you currently doing it? Uh, that's hard for me to tell. I'm kind of backing away from the SEO uh, mindset on things. Uh, our current our current solution is also kind of limited on the kind of SEO traffic. So we are looking at kind of expanding that in the future. But uh, that's something that I'm uh, I'm definitely uh, I'm leaving that to our our marketing chief uh, to look at and make sure that I'm doing the best I can with it. 
Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So you don't, you're, that's something that you're going to be exploring in future. Absolutely. All right. Great. Um, so is there anything else you want to add, Alan, before I move on to the rapid fire round? Uh, well, I think the main thing is, uh, I would always like to, like, I'm always willing and able on the write the docs community to talk about kind of the, the using screenshots and graphic, uh, and graphic illustration in order to improve your knowledge base. Okay. Super. So, um, let's move on to the rapid fire round. So who have you learned the most about documentation in your career? Uh, definitely the write the docs community on Slack. They are, uh, it is full of people from a wide range of industries and experience all answering the exact same questions. Like, should you have jokes and release notes or, uh, what's the proper grammar type? It has been, uh, it's been great, uh, following up with, uh, with those communities. And I've definitely learned a lot from all of them. Super. So, yep, we've got a similar answer from a lot of our uh, previous um, authors as well. So can you share a documentation related resource you recently consumed? Oh, absolutely. So uh, I worked with Daryl White uh, in the Write the Docs community to, to help facilitate a book club. Uh, when we did, and we recently spent a month of uh, reading The Product is Docs by the Splunk team. And it was uh, a very, uh, a very useful experience. I definitely learned a lot, uh, based off of that, not just from the book itself, but from the contributions from other people. Super. So fantastic. Um, so what's that one piece of documentation related advice you would give to your 20 year old self? Oh, that's easy. Go to college for this. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, an English and philosophy major in university and an advertising major in college did not, uh, was all great, but really uh, playing catch up in my thirties is, uh, has been a struggle. It's exhausting. So yeah, go to college for this. <laughs> That's a different answer I've got, uh, so far. <laughs> 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 great, great. So I think uh, we are almost at the end of our um, uh, podcast now. So any any other experience you want to share, unique uh, um, um, ideas or thoughts with the audience? Oh, absolutely. Um, like if you, when it comes to doing your screenshots, uh, always try to figure out the eye flow and so uh figure out where the where the eye is going to start usually at the top left if you're a left to right language native or top right if you're a right to left language native uh, and try to guide the eye to where you want it to go uh, as well you want to make sure that when you're doing step-by-step guides uh, that you start with the it's called the establishing shot showing the exact uh frame of where they will be working and then zoom in when you're starting to break down so that way and you always want to make sure that there is a frame of reference between the element that you want to guide them to and everything around it. That way you're not, the button that you are pointing them to may look very pretty, but if that's all they're seeing, they're not gonna know where it's located. Uh, And finally, when you're looking at doing step-by-step guides, using screenshots and illustrations, you wanna make sure that all of the things have a specific flow. So when you're looking at comic books, the person who, uh, when Superman uh, is changing from Clark Kent to Superman, he's never just in a suit and then suddenly outside of the suit. He's always transitioning from that state to the next. That way people know that, okay, he didn't just magically teleport out of his suit. Uh, And the same way should go for your screenshots. You should always make sure that everything is a step-by-step and that you are showing or at least hinting at the next stage in the process during that illustration. Uh, 
Very nice. Uh, I think it's it will be one of the most useful tip um, that anyone could get, Alan. So thank you once again for sharing that. And of course, your whole journey, how you got into documentation and your initial uh, experience with writing comics and uh, your designing of characters is definitely very, very useful to us, uh, to our audience. So, um, yeah. Perfect. Thank you very much, Gauri. Thank you, Alan. Yeah, have a very good day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Please head to iTunes, rate, and provide honest feedback on the podcast. See you next week.